daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sandler Pit, the podcast that eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one! Yeah, that I thought that would be good. Let's get a good one out early, I suppose. That was good. Yeah, right, so I'm glad you understood the reference, that's good. How are you today, Luke? I'm good, I'm just excited for a second dose of Sandler goodness. And how are you? Uh, me too. I'm, 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 I'm happily without Sandler at the moment, and very, yeah, very excited to have more Sandler in my life this week. Yeah, I'm still recovering from Jack and Jill. I think, to be honest, <laughs> it was a, it was a tough one. I've had so many really, Dunkachinos. <laughs> it was really not a good one to start in because as soon as I put it on, I was like, oh no. This is what I've got to do for like fifty films. So, like, if we'd start on a good one, I feel like I'd have, it'd have put a stride in my step. Yeah, um, well, I think that's what this one will do because this is so. This is our second episode, and we're going into a bit more. I think it's nicer territory. This one, the genre of this is rom com. This is this is a bit more romantic. There's a bit more heart in it. So we're doing Fifty First Dates, which I've seen before. I've seen it multiple times. I think it's probably one of the first Adam Sandler films I watched, to be honest, and. Uh, I really liked it. I think it's a really good film. So I'm hoping that you feel the same way when you watch it, but who knows? Yeah, I've never seen it, but I do like I like rom-coms. Um, yeah, it seems charming enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. And it's... Um, so it's Adam Sandler plays Henry Roth. He's like, he works at like an aquarium and he falls in love with someone called Lucy who's played by Drew Barrymore. And we've seen them together a few times. Yeah. They, wedding Singer. Wedding Singer, yeah, which you also enjoyed. So hopefully... I like the Wedding Singer, yeah. Yeah, hopefully this will hit the same notes as that. Basically, the gist here, if you don't know, is that she basically has short-term memory loss. Right. So he's trying to win her over. That's where the title comes from, Fifty First Dates. So it's like every, she doesn't remember a day, does she? Like every day is the... Is the same day for her. Yes, that is so it. So it's a bit like a, a kind of like Groundhog Day kind of premise. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So I'd say is basically it... like she has a serious um, neurological condition. You know, her, her brain doesn't work and um, hilarity ensues. <laughs> is this a real disease? Mm. Is this a real problem? I don't know, like Dory in Finding Nemo has it. <laughs> oh yeah, the famous depiction of amnesia from dory yeah um, that's where we all knew it from never heard of it before i'm looking now and i don't think it's real or maybe it is short-term memory know. loss is a thing isn't it but yeah like to this extent i don't know this is very specific but it works for the film it, it's a good it's a good jumping off point for for a romantic comedy i think so you've not seen it i have seen it we're going to both have our Sandler scales at, at hand, which is our basically a bingo cheat sheet of yeah. Sandler tropes. Stuff like 
he sings, there's a cross-dresser. There's, you know, an appearance by Rob Schneider. Yeah, or Kevin James. Uh, Someone shits themselves, someone farts, Mm -hmm. someone's sick. There's a joke that doesn't land. That'd be a good one, an all-round <laughs> one. Just a bad, uh, just a bad joke that doesn't doesn't have any meaning. That's too negative. Have... No, no, okay. I'll 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 go very positive on this one. I'm excited to watch it. It's. I think it's nice to be excited about one of these things. It, it it's separating it a lot from Jack and Jill last week. Yeah. Where um, can everyone watch this film, Luke? So this is on Netflix, which obviously most Adam Sandler films are, mm. and I think it's on Now TV as well, actually. That's good. But yes, you've got options with it this time. It's not. So I'm now stuck with a Now TV subscription. which Just I, for Adam Sandler. I don't think I mentioned this in last week's. I bought a Now TV, a month of it, just to watch Jack and Jill at midnight on my <laughs> own. Which was the, like, one of the, as I was entering my bank information, I was like, this is the shittest thing I've ever done. Yeah. But, Felt the I've same. got it for the month, so if Fifty First Dates is, it's pretty somewhere. expensive as well, isn't it? It's like twelve pounds a month in terms of yeah. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there though. Do you know what I think? For every Jack and Jill, you need to just go away and watch like a nice Pixar film or something like that. I agree. You can I, balance them out. It was nice. It was like a, a pairing of a, like a wine with a chi- a cheese or a meat. It was I paired the wine of Adam Sandler with uh, Ratatouille. So this week, Lovely. maybe if I hate Fifty First Dates, I might watch Toy Story. <laughs> from what you know so far about this film, from what I've told you, what you've seen on Wikipedia or whatever right. incredible source you're using, how do you think it's going to go in the Sandler scale? Is it going to be heavy or is it going to be light on Sandler tropes? I think it's actually... I feel this is going to be deceptively high on Sandler tropes. I feel like he's going to cram them in. But there's going to be enough like heart or maybe like a nice romantic story that you don't really notice. But then like in the background, you'll just see people farting. But then that's not the focus. There'll be all that happening, but it'll be packaged in a bit more of a a nicer way that you don't quite notice. Sneaky Sandler. Yeah, I feel like they'll be the same kind of crude jokes, but they'll I don't think Sandler will be making crude jokes here. I feel like he'll be clean cut and nice. And there'll be some horrible man who he's friends with who makes horrible jokes. I'm almost, I'm almost certain. Yeah, I think from, I, I think you won't be disappointed. Yeah, and I like Drew Barrymore, so I'm, I'm excited. I think. Yeah, she's good, isn't she? Yeah. Okay, well, let's get our Sandler scales ready, and <laughs> let's go on fifty first dates. <laughs> <laughs> See you shortly. See you shortly. Listening to the Sandler Pit. Smell my fingers? Ooh, fish, right on. We have now watched Fifty First Dates. That was probably my, I reckon, 37th time of watching that film because when I was a kid, I used to watch it in bed and I used to think I'll, I'll be asleep by the end and I never was. So then I used <laughs> to just press play again and watch it <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> You're, it's just an uh, easy watch. As a little side project, you should try and watch this fifty times. Maybe fifty times in a row. Fifty t- once a day for fifty days. Fifty first, fifty first dates. I give myself amnesia and watch. <laughs> that'd, be quite, that'd be a good another podcast. We could do fifty first, fifty first dates. Okay, well that's that's series two sorted when we get through <laughs> all of Adam Sandler's films, the Happy Madison catalog. 
Right. Uh, I'll let you go first because I think I've made it quite clear that I already enjoy this film. So that's um, yesterday's news. Yeah, first time watch for me. And yeah, I really liked it. Yes. I really liked it. This is the best oh. one of his comedies for me, I think, that I've seen so far. That's music to my ears. I had a really good time. Because of that, I don't really have anything massively bad to say, except for about about one thing that I thought was okay. really bad. Is that is that one thing Rob Schneider? Yes. <laughs> he was no good. So Ula. Rob Schneider, yeah, he's playing Ula. Ula? Or Hula. Yeah, Ula. He's Ula, Ula uh, in this film. And he is a native um, Hawaiian. Um, and yeah, it's no good. And all he does is make fat jokes and complain about his wife. And, and he stitches. He and stitches he stitches that are constantly opening. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know for ages that um, who those kids were as well. So I was really confused. I was like, who are these children? It took me ages to work out they were his children. Um, but there oh, is, really? yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't think. Oh come on, man, do the work. I just these thought... films require you to do a bit of the reading so, yourself. <laughs> I thought so. At first, I thought because he's he's introduced, um, and I remember watching this before uh, in the past, and then it was Rob Schneider's bit, and the person I was with like turned it all off because Rob Schneider's bit was so bad. It is. It is an acquired taste. For yeah. everything that he's doing. But he, his first scene, he's in a, he's getting stitched up by Adam Sandler. He's making all these jokes and it's really terrible. Uh, but I thought all the kids, they were like there because Adam Sandler works at an aquarium. So I thought they were kids at visiting the aquarium, having a laugh. And then they were just in every scene. And I was like, who are these kids? And they took me ages to realise. They've all got memberships to the aquarium. That's why they're there all the time. <laughs> but they were at the golf course. And I was very confused for ages. Um... But yeah, this is... How many different races has Rob Schneider played in these films, do you think? Fuck knows, really. I don't think he knows. He just does a voice. I think he's become an amalgam. Amalgam. Amal- Come on, mate. <laughs> he's just merged all of these different races. <laughs> you know I'm going to go in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's absorbed all these different nationalities. Yeah. Even though the film was set in Hawaii and he was doing that voice and stuff, I didn't think he was Hawaiian. He was. I'm sure I still he's still don't. But like that wasn't all right then, was it? And I don't it think so. He's got like a bit more of a tan than he would usually have as yeah. well. It's so borderline like, blacking up, isn't it? Yeah, it's. It, I felt uncomfortable whilst he was every time he was on screen. It's a shame because he was extremely charming in the role. But there was <laughs> no. I'm there is one scene though. There is one scene with him that I really loved, which is where Drew Barrymore beats the shit out of him with a baseball bat. That was that really funny. Bit. That actually that made me laugh out loud. Like, it was very good. Yeah. Because he was just no good, and I liked seeing him being hurt. This hit one of our tropes straight away, that everyone loves him. Yeah. And in this case, it's like loads and loads of women love him. Like, before he's even on screen, they tell you how good he is. That he's this <laughs> great lover. And then it kind of, it starts off a bit awkward. I was a bit like, I told you I loved this film when I was younger and stuff. And in that first scene, I was a little bit like... Oh, oh no. God, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this still. Because he was, like, pretending to be a spy. And it was all a bit stupid. Like, he's talking into his watch, wearing sunglasses. He jumps on a jet ski. But then, as soon as he hit his nuts, I was like, familiar territory, I'm happy, this is good. <laughs> we are home. Did you not get a big laugh when Kevin James 
from Kevin yes. James's cameo. <laughs> yes. I actually laughed out loud. It wasn't good. <laughs> so was... I would go as far as to say that is the first first appearance of Kevin James in an Adam Sandler film. Because mm. I don't remember him before any of these. Yeah, that's a good a good shout. Because this is kind of like the moment where the old Sandler died and the kind of new Sandler of just Yeah, this is out. a bit of a turning point, I think. Yeah. Um, but as well as Kevin James, this being his, I think, first appearance in a Sandler film. I'm not going to bank on it, but I feel like yeah. it might be. We've also got Maya Rudolph appears briefly mm. at one point. She's looking very young. I'm going to say, is she Chris Rock's wife in Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2? She's um, one of the wives. I can't remember whose. She's one of the wives. Chris Rock, Rob Chris Schneider, Rock, David, David Spade. Spade. Yeah, I think it's... It can't be Snyder or David Spade. It can't Spade, be Snyder. Can I don't think it's Kevin James. I think, I think you're right. I think it's Chris Rock's wife. Just in general, this film's a lot more... It's a lot more heartwarming, isn't it, than... Yeah, some of his so, previous stuff. It was a far cry from Jack and Jill, wasn't it? Yeah, do you want to quickly go over our, um, what are we calling it? Our bingo thing? The Sandler scale. The Sandler scale. So what... Well, firstly, did you get did you get a bingo? I got a line, yeah. I did get a line. Yeah, I um, got a line too. How long did yours take? I'm not proud of this. It was 56 minutes. Oh, <gasps> wow. I know. Mine was 15 minutes in. Whoa! But one of them, I think you might contest. So I'll go through them. Okay, go on. So my line, it was a diagonal line. I don't know if that's allowed. Yeah. Um, I had pet in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to count the walrus as a pet. Or the penguin dressed in a little outfit. Yeah. Nearly getting hit by the car. I would both have counted of- both. Okay, well, walrus, that's like the first scene because uh, he has a walrus friend in this film mm-hmm. and he like high-fives him. The walrus was good. good. Brilliant. I Brilliant yeah. walrus. I've not, I'm not going to be cynical. I like the walrus a lot. No, it I was like good. I like the penguin too. It, it was, it, I, I loved it because it wasn't even CGI. The use yeah. of practical walrus. <laughs> After the CGI donkey, the CGI hamster of Jack and Jill, seeing that walrus, <laughs> I shed a nice tear. Suit, a real animal. It and, was. And it does hit that there are the classic animals getting hurt. But yep, yep. I got weren't... animal gets hurt very early with the walrus yeah, as well. Because he's yeah. CPR basically, isn't he? Yeah, that's a classic. But in this one, it, fe- it felt more tasteful, the animals getting hurt, than in Jack and Jill. Yeah, it served the story, didn't it? It was his job. She yeah, loved yeah. fish. It all kind of made sense. It seemed like he liked the animals as well, as yeah. opposed to Jack it and Jill. It wasn't torture. Yeah. Well, I, I got a note from that part, actually, that... Uh, my note is Adam Sandler makes a walrus vomit on his colleague because she ate his beef sandwich. <laughs> I wrote that down. What a pet! What a petty man! <laughs> what yeah. a horrible man! That'll teach no her. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, just the worst. So continuing my line, I had everyone loves him, and yeah, yeah. at first scene like we'd we'd already established, and yeah. then my next one was good at sports, and he does play golf and does do all right. And Rob Schneider's bad at golf and he's all right at golf, but then he gets knocked out. So yeah. are you going to give me good at sports? Um, I I would have definitely ticked it at first, forgetting it was a dream sequence because he drives that ball, it goes far. But then he's he's caused himself to be knocked out by driving the ball. Right. But mm. I would tick he's good at sports because he jumps on a jet ski. Yeah, that's... 
Oh yeah, he's wearing, I think he's wearing flip flops when he does it as well. Like, that's... and he swims. I think probably. I'm sure he can swim. I'd give you good. <laughs> I'd give you good at sports. It's implied that he's he's a fairly physical man. So yeah, 15 minutes in. So yet again, I've good. won the Sandler scale. Well done. Well, so it took me 56 minutes. Yeah, and I know the exact moment because I cheered. I had to pause pause my PlayStation to check. <laughs> So my my bingo was joke about the elderly. Right. So right at the start, we've got that he um, matched with an old lady while she was in Hawaii, yeah. and he told that was, her um... that his name was Harry Peritesticle. <laughs> I've got that so... written down and <laughs> and circled Harry Pair of Testicles. That, that is your a... first laugh of the film? <laughs> no, Kevin James was. <laughs> oh wait, no, that was then Kevin James. I laughed quite a few. Good times. opening. It's a great <laughs> opening. <laughs> It was cheap last, but it was... It was uh, funny, though. It was funny. (laughs) It works. But then they kind of lose that whole thing, don't they? That he's like this ladies' man. Yeah. But anyway, I I then got um, the threat of sexual violence, which I think happens a couple of times in this one. Obviously, Lucy forgets him every day. And there was one day where he went over to her and creeped her out a lot. And she had to start shouting and stuff. And so we've got the meat cleaver guy coming for Adam Sandler. I don't think that he would come out with a meat cleaver if he didn't think for one minute that Sandler was doing something rapey. Yeah. I don't know. It is a, it's dodgy. And as, I think as well, as the film goes on, you could you could read into it that he's being a bit creepy. Yeah. I think it is one of those films that are kind of set on a... Because one person has more information than the other person. Yeah. But, but he actively tries to get her to... Bring her up to the situation. Yeah, because her whole family in the film, her dad and her brother, and her brother is amazing. Uh, Sean Astin. I 100% think this is Sean Astin's best film. He is he's great in this. He's very funny. He and is he plays, excellent. He plays um, uh, Drew Barrymore's brother, Doug, who has uh, like a Daffy Duck lisp. lisp. Yeah, he's got a lisp. Um, and he... And he's addicted to steroids, yeah. Uh, and he's he's really funny in this film. Um, yeah. He he steals every scene he's in. I, I agree. He's wearing lots of crop tops, cycling shorts. <laughs> he abuses, he abuses his sister's um, mental illness so that he doesn't have to do the dishes in like the first scene we see him in. He's a good character. And they have to, um, every day, they like do a reset. I think this was the best scene in the film for me was the bit where she goes bit, to bed and and they repackage because every every day she thinks it's her dad's birthday so she buys a pineapple she makes a pineapple upside down cake she gives him six cents on dvd and asks to watch it she has breakfast at the same cafe so she thinks it's the same day and every day her dad and her brother like reset at the end of the day so they paint over her paintings they repackage the dvd i just thought it was it was good yeah it's good because it's kind of funny but also it actually is kind of sad sad. it actually does pull it off like this has more emotions than just goofy which i think is quite nice i know that we're a sandler based podcast but i've got to say sandler is the the worst part of the film except for rob schneider like he's 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 fine but he's not anything special drew barrymore's really good Sean I like it. I like him in it though. I think he he, he yeah, grounds right. the film nicely, doesn't he? He just doesn't. I'm. I like that he doesn't do anything too over the top to try and steal it from other people. He lets yeah. other people bounce off of him. Yeah, I feel like 
I feel like he's all right in this. I feel like m- most people would be able to play this role, though. Yeah, yeah, but... probably. Maybe not David Spade. <laughs> oh, it'd be <laughs> awful with David Spade. Oh no! Another good thing about her, her dad. He so he is. His name's Blake something. I can't remember his surname, hmm. but he is in a lot of the Adam Sandler films. You'll start recognising him soon. So he's the coach in Grown Ups. He is, I think he's the janitor at the school in Waterboy, maybe. And he speaks nonsense in it. Gibberish. We love him for it. He's great at it. A fun fact about this that I found when I was doing my research is that he is called Marlin, which you'll know is the name of Nemo's dad. And that is actually a reference to Nemo with Dory. You know, the memory. You know, Dory has short-term memory loss. She falls yeah. in love with Marlin, doesn't she? Nemo's dad. No, she doesn't fall in love with Marlin. What the she fuck does. are you talking about? She falls in love no, with Marlin. Not. And then she becomes... <laughs> she doesn't. Shut she up. becomes Nemo's sort of, sort of stepmom. Have you no, not seen the doesn't. sequel, Finding Dory? <laughs> He's lost what his wife. <laughs> I'm sick of this. They have a very platonic friendship. Are you having a laugh? Are you actually having a laugh now? Yeah. But anyway, so Marlin is a character in Finding Nemo and the dad in Fifty First Dates is named after him because both films feature someone with short-term memory loss. That's so shit because... That's an Easter egg. Because, yeah, but Marlin's... His son, name never gets mentioned, though, in the film. His, his name's never mentioned. And I'm Marlin, 100% certain I, I didn't hear his name in the film. But it's no, nice. It's a nice touch. But Marlin's son is Nemo, and Nemo's not got short-term memory loss, so it's not like it's the parent of someone with... Me- it's just a, another film about memory loss. It's just an Easter egg, isn't it? It doesn't have to oh. be so specific. You're being pedantic now. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to be buried in the Sandler pit? <laughs> You're going the right way. <laughs> this was also the first film uh, ever released on Blu-ray. Shut up, really? Don't speak to me like that. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, well, according to IMDb, it is. I thought that was that's pretty good, isn't it? You've really done your research this week. This is this yeah, is quality stuff. Oh, I thought this is the sort of level of detail we've got to bring to it. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right, um, aren't we? So, what else did you have on your Sandler scale? I had, I had poo, <laughs> which I've ticked. I can't remember where the poo came in, but there was definitely. I don't remember that. Um. It's an Adam Sandler film. There must have been some poo there at some point. must have been point. a poo. I can't yeah, think definitely. of specific... Because I haven't... The the interesting thing is that I haven't ticked fart joke, but I have ticked poo. That's interesting. I've also ticked Sandler scream. I think we get a few of oh, those yeah. quite early. And I've also ticked... This was the one that got me my bingo. This got two separate rows. So we've got a diagonal row and a horizontal okay. row. Um it's cross-dressing. 56 minutes into this film, we see Rob Schneider cross-dress as Lucy in the video. Oh. About, yeah. about her life. Yeah. He wears coconuts as breasts, which seem, seems to be a recurring theme in the Sandler films, is fruit as breasts. Because <laughs> that, that, that moment is really nice, I thought, because that's her kind of understanding what her life is. And then it's all really good and quite heartfelt and yeah. quite funny. And then Rob Schneider appears with two coconut breasts and it's just so awful. Can you imagine every day you wake up, find out that you've forgotten the last year and every day you have to watch at least three minutes of Rob Schneider, either 
at this point he's playing you doing this accent and playing you with fake boobs and he's I think he licks them at one point and then how many minutes how many minutes in a day (laughs) I don't know but then later on as well he's also officiating your wedding and arguing with his wife while while marrying you that would be I hated that scene crazy so there's 1,440 minutes in a day and three of those minutes every day for the rest of Drew Barrymore's life is dedicated to watching Rob Schneider licking a coconut breast. The maths, the maths doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say like, for one year, or like, no, let's do for 50 days, that's 150 minutes. If it was 50 days, like 50 first dates... That's 150 minutes of Rob Schneider. That's awful. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> uh, what else did you have on your scale? I didn't get Fart Joke, I didn't get Manic Villain, and I didn't get Steve Buscemi, which is a shame. I got almost all of mine, except for one. Oh, wait, no. I didn't get two. Because one of mine was an unearned, heartfelt moment. And I thought that all the... All the heartfelt moments were earned. I thought yeah. they were all quite good. Yeah, um, I agree. Then I had Fat Joke, which was Rob Schneider's wife, which was horrible. Uh, a punch in the face? I put a question mark because there's definitely people being hit in the oh, face. Oh, yeah, definitely. Someone but definitely no, gets hit in the face. I think no Sean Astin gets punched in the face at one point. Yeah, or like maybe flipped. hit. He gets hit in the face, like same yeah. as Rob Schneider and... Uh, Adam Sandler gets hit with a, a ball in the head, but there's no punching. Um, then then I've got Kevin James, which I've mentioned, uh, nice. and Alan Covert, which we haven't spoken about yet. Yes, Alan Covert. I think maybe one of his best roles as yeah, I think 10 Second role. Tom. <laughs> he might not remember you, but you'll definitely remember him. Very charming. <laughs> He's good. I thought he was, he was a charming character. A yeah. Good, a good moment, yeah. Pretty sweet, isn't he? And like... It's kind of believable, isn't it? I like that bit where he's, he makes the joke about um, Doug's wet dreams and then Doug, Doug says, hey, yeah, you better watch yourself, Tom. <laughs> he threatens <laughs> this poor man. <laughs> this poor disorder. My favourite Sean Astin bit w- was when he threatened the doctor for insulting Adam Sandler for having an egghead. <laughs> yes. They're like, hey, you leave him alone. <laughs> I've, I've got that note written down as well, actually. Um <laughs> And it's the bit. It's the bit when he hey, says, "Hey, don't make fun of Henry. It's not his fault. His head is shaped like that." Yeah, <laughs> it's not juice. It's a protein shake. <laughs> no, it's, good. it's a supplement. That's how he says it. A supplement. Oh, it was. It was. Uh, he was. He was quite a funny character. He was. He was. Uh, and yeah, what else? Uh, but there was no Coca Cola or soft drink adverts. No. There wasn't. There was a a very weird product placement in this one, Mm. wasn't there? Spam. Have you... Yeah, good. Yeah, I had that in my notes because I had to work out why they had so much They mention it so many times in that first diner scene. Spam and eggs this, spam and eggs that. It's like, is this a pre-wartime British cafe? Why are they mentioning (laughs) spam so much? Are they in Yorkshire? Uh, It's apparently... Do you know why? No, I didn't. Because I had to check after. It's because... um, Hawaii leads the nation in per capita consumption of spam, and they like love spam in, really? in Hawaii. Apparently, yeah. What's your so, What's your viewpoint on spam? 
I know well, you're I'm a vegetarian, dead. aren't you? I'm a vegan, so I don't eat spam. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some spam, hold the hand. <laughs> just the jelly. <laughs> I just want the spam. Uh, have you yeah, ever had that's... it in your life? Did you ever have spam? Um, no, I've never had it. Um, so it's, it's kind of like this weird... It's like ham, but it's, it has jelly in it. Wow. It's got some so... sort of jelly. I don't know what the jelly does, but it's definitely there. So here's some maths for you. There's 6.7 million cans sold annually in Hawaii, and that equals 5.5 cans per year per Hawaiian. Wow. Yeah. So that's um, that's a lot. Isn't that's interesting. A lot of a lot of spam. So that's why they advertise spam there. I have something else to mention. Um, I think that Adam Sandler wears his own clothes in these films. Oh, like he yeah. just opens his own wardrobe because this is the most Adam Sandler wardrobe film I've ever seen. So he, he's wearing three quarters for a lot of it. <laughs> he's wearing horrible shirts. He just looks atrocious. Like he's yeah. so badly dressed. Well, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now in honour of, <laughs> of this film. But do you know what I would say? I have a theory that all of his clothes have been borrowed from Kevin James. Because they're all Kevin James' size, but on Adam Sandler's body. <laughs> they all hang off of him. He could That's have anything under theory. those clothes. He could have anything under there. He wears such horrible they're baggy so clothes. They're so baggy. You are right. I'm trying to see if I have anything else in my notes. I've got, like, his hair looks painted. <laughs> that in this film. He looks like a Lego man. <laughs> He's got, like... On that really... classic egghead. <laughs> <laughs> the egghead joke was quite good. I like uh, that, yeah. And I like the payoff with the paint, the room of paintings. Yeah, Sandler, One of my which... notes is that your your room constantly, uh, currently looks like that when you're trying to make the art for this this podcast. <laughs> I was thinking, I did write relate. <laughs> what did I write? <laughs> relatable. I wrote, yeah, I wrote a room full of Adam Sandler paintings, relatable. And then Sandler crying while singing the Beach Boys and screaming is also relatable. I think that's my favourite scene. The resetting scene's good, mm. but I think that that bit's my favourite. Sandler sings, sobs and sails is what I've got in my notes. Did you like Adam S- Sandler singing in this film? Um, I think it serves a purpose and it's cute and it's like a nice kind of callback to Wedding Singer again, but um, he doesn't sound great, does he? He's not good at singing at all. Like, he I always makes an excuse it. to do it. I told you this before we before we started. You didn't you didn't agree that Sandler sings should be on the Sandler scale. I I take that back because he does sing a lot more than I realised. Yeah. But in this film, he sounded. Have you ever heard? Um, who's that comedian? The one off. Uh, Would I lie to you? Rob Brydon. Rob Brydon. Have you ever heard his impression of like a little man trapped in a yeah. his mouth? <laughs> that's how Adam Sandler sings it's like whisper singing isn't it I think that's a bit of a naughty's kind of thing isn't it it's awful with you. that's all I could I think of I get old with you and then I want to play with these walruses it's terrible what else did I say Drew Barrymore is lovely I kept writing she's very good it's yeah. very nice uh, She's. I like the bit when she's really shocked at Sixth Sense and well, that's yeah. my favourite scene in the film, is that reset scene. Yeah, which is interesting, because that bit, is, it's quite light on jokes, isn't it? Mm. It's not particularly funny, but it's just a good scene. She got this amnesia from a car accident because a cow walked in front of the road. And then there's a bit when she's like, she finds out the truth, and she goes, how's the cow? And Adam Sandler goes, 
same as you. Every day we have to convince her she's a cow. And I wrote, this is lovely. That's a really... That is a good joke. I think that is a very like good it. joke. It's quite wholesome. It's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I uh, think that there's a great idea for a sequel in that. The cow's perspective. <laughs> the cow. But I like that joke. I, I liked the scenes with them two together. I thought it was typical rom-com stuff. It was yeah. charming. They have really good chemistry with each other. Yeah, um, definitely. One other thing to mention is that I think another standout character is the old man that, that frequents the uh, the breakfast diner. And he says all sorts of things like, are you staring at her or are you staring at me? Because you're starting to freak me out and stuff like that. And Sandler says back... Um, Settle down and eat your pancakes, huh? <laughs> and he just... This man's always there. He just can't get enough of the spam, I suppose. But he's just always there doing these little shithead comments. But they they always deliver. And it gives Sandler the chance to reference Billy Madison when he says, Ha 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 ha, shut up! Which is one of my favourites. So that's, that's a great one. That guy... I, I don't know if he knows he's in the film. He doesn't seem like he knows where he is, but he's good, isn't he? He's all right. Yeah, he's quite good. I, did, I didn't write anything about him. I didn't even know. I kind of forgot about him until you just mentioned him. But yeah, he was all right. I think that he should have got Best Supporting Actor nomination. <laughs> <laughs> who, got, who got it that year, do you think? It's going to be him. Morgan Freeman, A Million Dollar Baby. Alan Alda in The Aviator, Thomas Hayden Church in Sideways, Jamie Foxx in Collateral, Clive Owen in Closer. And Old man in 51st Dates. Pum- <laughs> What's his... Damn it, I wanted to get his name, but I can't find it on Wikipedia. <laughs> so there's uh, Dan Aykroyd's in this film. I forgot about that. Yeah. He's fine. Dr. Keat. Um, there's 10 Second Tom, Noreen, Stace. He's not even credited. Oh, that's not fair, That's so he gets sad. some of the best jokes. Maybe it's on the Wikipedia. Joe Nakashima as Old Hawaiian Man. Old Hawaiian Man, see, that's so it. So let's have a shout-out, let's shout-out to Joe Nakashima. Woohoo. Let's see what he's up to. Uh, oh, he's dead, he died. He died in 2013 and he's only been in one film, which was Fifty First Dates. Rest in peace, Joe Nakashima. Yeah. Let's dedicate this Good. episode to him. Yeah, and he was, and he was, he's actually good in this film. Yeah, he was, he's very funny. Lovely. Um, This film's been remade five times in other languages. Really? There's a Turkish version, there is a, um, I'm going to definitely get this wrong, but there's a version of it from 2007 called Gojiri, which is a Marathi language remake. I don't know. Okay. I don't know about that. Um, Japanese remake called Fifty First Kisses, 2017. Um, there's an official Mexican remake called Como Si Fuera, Fuera La Primera Vez. Um, and there's a version called Chap Dast. <laughs> which, Should we watch all those? Uh, I've actually already content. watched all of them. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think another... I think we should watch them all. Did, did you notice that there's a lot of um, strange reggae versions of like classic pop songs in this film? Yeah, I like I I wrote that down. I really like the soundtrack to this film. Like there was um, it works. Doesn't like there it? was a song from the Cure uh, that got a cover yeah, in this film. Friday, I'm in love, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's um, when he first meets her in the diner. There's a reggae version of "Hold Me Now" by the Thompson Twins, which I believe is in um, 
the wedding singer the original yeah. version so there's a bit of a another callback there this connectivity i didn't notice it as a kid <laughs> but i'm picking up on it now and boy am i enjoying it are we are we establishing another cinematic adam sandler universe because last week if everyone remembers we realized that grown-ups no not grown-ups Happy Gilmore and Jack and Jill are set in they the same sh- They universe. share a character. They share Otto, the homeless man. There's connectivity in this one. There's there's an actual bit of on-screen thing. It's not just in the soundtrack. Is that you might have noticed in that golf scene, Ula and his family, they all did the same drive that Happy Gilmore does. They did the run-up and the swing. That. that can't have come from nowhere. They've seen Happy Gilmore do it on the TV. <laughs> I propose this is also in the same universe as Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore so, is the jumping off point for all of these films. So if he had, hadn't had learned the Happy Gilmore style of golf, then he would never have gone golfing with Adam Sandler from this film, and then Adam Sandler wouldn't have injured himself and then realised that he wanted to see Drew Barrymore, so him... And Drew Barrymore wouldn't have got together in this film if it wasn't for Happy Gilmore inspiring Ula. Exactly. That is exactly wow. it. Wow. Bloody hell. So uh, in one joke, he managed to mention Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Gatorade and Spam. All wow. in one thing. Gatorade, we'll come back to Gatorade in a later episode. Because <laughs> Gatorade, it's a big, it's a big thing big in, another, popular, yeah. uh, in a film you've yet to watch, so... That's a, a teaser for the future. So in this as well as Alan Covert and um, Blake, whatever his name is, that played the dad, we've also right. got, I, I noticed two more of the Sandler revolving Kevin cast. James. Kevin James. And as well, Adam Sandler's wife appeared in that montage. She was a dentist. She's in, was she? She's in nearly all of his films. So that's another one to start looking out for. Maybe add that to the Sandler scale. Right, um, so Adam Sandler's wife will yeah. throw that in. Oh, another yeah. thing to add to the Sandler scale, actually, before we get on to this cast thing, is that he has dream sequences in so many of his films. Right. Happy Gilmore, he goes to his happy place, do you remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> That's yeah. actually quite... We'll discuss he has a lot of dreams in Wedding Singer. I think, I think the dream sequence is an important right. thing. Yeah, okay, I think that we need... The good thing about the Sandler scale is that it's an ever-evolving list. But in terms of cast members that have been added to the Sanders scale, we've also got Peter Dante, who is someone I mentioned last week as being on that table mm. in Jack and Jill with David Spade. I've, I've worked out his name this time. So he's <laughs> one of the receptionists where, like, Henry Roth tries to go to the mental, the brain hospital, mm. and um, they say to him, who are you? And he says, I, uh, I... Uh... And then Peter Dante, who's in all the other films, says... Oh, this guy's bad. He can't even remember his own name. You go right up oh, is, or something like is that. Is that Peter Dante, the guy at the, the hospital? Yes. Right, okay. One of the receptionists. So he's in a lot of the films. You'll, you'll start to recognise him as you watch more of these in the same way that I have in the past. And another one is Jonathan Loughran, who... Ooh. Jonathan Loughran, I'm going to say, or Lauren, L-O-U-G-H-R-A-N. Uh, yeah, let's it could say even Loughran. be Lochran. It could be Lochran. But <laughs> let's go with Lochran. Lauren. His name could be Jonathan Lauren. But anyway. <laughs> needless to this say. This is really good content. This is great. The more important thing is that he's in all of these films, okay? 
he does this yeah. sort of cross-eyed thing. I think he might have even been on that table in uh, Jack and Jill as well. He was. So he, in this film, he played a woman that had had gender reassignment surgery. Yes, I remember. So he was called Jennifer. They didn't give him a a, a new name as a male. He was... Yeah. He, they they were still called Jennifer. So that's a bit... That was a bit strange. Like, I like that they treated him like... um. They didn't treat him badly or anything, and no. he was still like part of the group. I mean, it's a tasteless joke. Definitely more of the time, they're like, that's very 2004, but it, yeah. it's not as bad. Like, I didn't think it was as bad as most of the Sandler jokes. Like, he's done way worse. It happened, and so that was Jonathan, and he is in a lot of these films as well. You'll see him doing the whole, like, crazy eyes, and he gets hit a lot, and he's actually got 40 credits to his name in films that Adam Sandler's been in. Only Adam Sandler films, mm-hmm. no. At least, it said at least forty on the fact. What's this guy's name again? Jonathan Lofren. Why is this not the Lofren pit? We could have, uh, <laughs> or the <laughs> the pit. That'd be quite good. <laughs> I think we should abandon the Sandler pit now, and then we should do the Lofren podcast. Two episodes we... in. <laughs> and all we do is watch his 10 second cameos out of context and there's probably continue. a compilation on YouTube it'd be a lot quicker than watching 50, no, 57 watch... Adam Sandler films <laughs> no we're going to watch just the 10 seconds every week and then discuss them I, I just eagerly anticipate the day that this just becomes a drinking game instead of us having to sit here and do like an hour podcast <laughs> all you need is to just have a list of things Peter Dante, drink Jonathan Loughran, drink <laughs> Alan Covert and drink. Rob Schneider, turn is... off the film. No, I'm Paul Schneider? Rob Schneider. You said Paul Schneider. Who's Paul Schneider? I don't know, you just said it. Or maybe I just misheard you. Yeah, I think that hat that you're wearing indoors for some reason's gone over your ears. <laughs> All right. It's cold, mate. It's it is cold. cold. It is cold, especially up north. So I think that... Let's let's round it up there in terms of fifty first dates. I think that we're both in agreement, but I'll ask you anyway: Is this going in the Sandler pit or is it going in the Sandler castle? Well, let's pull down the drawbridge. I'm going in. It's it's definitely going into. It's maybe not reaching the turrets, but it's it's in the castle. Mm-hmm. What about you? It's in the castle, but it's. I I think it's fairly high up in the Sandler castle, to be honest. I would, yeah. maybe I would put it in the turrets. I think I had really fond memories of this one and watching it back, like, I probably haven't watched this in a good, I would say maybe like eight years at a push, probably maybe more even. Um, and it didn't disappoint. I, it's definitely staying in the Sandler Castle for me. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a really good film. All right, yeah, okay. It might, it might get pushed into the turrets for me because I think this is the best of his comedies I've seen. And yeah. I don't feel like there's going to be any that are better at this point. I would say it's, for me, it's probably top five. It's yeah, top same five. probably. And we'll see what the rest of those are in future episodes. So this is ex- exciting. We've got one in the Sandler Castle and one in the Sandler Pit already. I think we've seen highs and lows already. This podcast <laughs> is going to be an emotional roller coaster. It's pretty intense, isn't it? <laughs> I did have a feeling though. I was when I was watching it. I was like, "Do I like this, or do I just like that it's not Jack and Jill?" I think mean, we've we've watched them in close succession, haven't we? We've watched them yeah. within days of each other. So, mm. I think that I think that is 
Nah, it is a good film. Nah, it's good, yeah. It's, it's pretty good, yeah. Right. Okay, well, moving on from there, I've got a... It's quite a quick game. I've got a game lined up for you. Yay. Part two of the Sandler games is a game I've invented called Sandler Scrutiny. <laughs> so Sandler Scrutiny is a game where what I've done, I've got quotes from reviews on IMDb, reviews of Adam Sandler films, okay? So I've taken a, a line, a sentence or two from each review and your challenge is to guess what film it is that these people are reviewing, okay? Does that make That's sense? Good. This is good, yeah, okay. I've only I'm done it for three for films just to test if it works or not because obviously right. this is a new thing, but... I was actually, this was going to be one of my games that I'd thought about as well. Oh, nice. Bring in the future. Sound of Scrutiny can be a, it can be a Sound recurring thing. Yeah, nice. Okay. Cool. Okay, well, film one, okay? Okay. This is the first quote. Actually, this is the kind of movie that has all of the ingredients to be a screamingly funny comedy, but somehow things don't work. Is that is that the whole thing? That's the first quote. Right, so... I noticed the screamingly. Maybe it's horror-based. So that makes me think maybe it's a Hotel Transylvania, but it, I don't think it's going to be because he did say comedy, not cartoon or animation. So it was the, has all the pieces to become a screamingly funny comedy. Hmm. Okay, I think I'm going to say click. It's not click. <sighs> right, so let's move on to the second quote. Faultless childish pap that adds considerable credence to the notion that Adam Sander is as overrated as he is irritating. Oh, that could be anything. <laughs> that, that is uncut gems. It's not uncut gems. Ah! This is your final one. Right. If you have some portion of morbid humour and like some heavy metal, I'd say bring some friends over and have a good time. <laughs> heavy metal? Heavy metal? Mm-hmm. Is this, um... You don't mess with the Zohan? It's not, I'm afraid. <sighs> Damn it, it. It was the film known as Little Nicky. So in that he Damn is, it! I should you know, have known. he's irritating because he's got that voice. I think you've, you've yeah. heard the voice. I know you haven't seen the film, but... I've heard the voice. Also, the heavy metal thing. He's the son of Satan. What's more metal than that? That's true. Okay. Okay. So no points for the first film, I'm afraid. Oh. Okay, so this is for film two. I've got three quotes here for this one. Okay. Right. It isn't overly stupid, but it's not subtle either. The cobbler. It's not the cobbler. Damn. Right. Second quote, second guess. The movie gravitates between goofy and sensitive, but never gets mind-numbing. Adam Sandler always has something up his sleeve. Goofy and sensitive, the wedding singer. It's not the wedding singer, I'm afraid. Ah, so this is your last, your last one, okay? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have trouble reading this one with a straight face. <laughs> this one's ridiculous. If Schneider wasn't playing such a farcical role, he would be a natural for an Oscar. <laughs> Uh, 
all I've seen in a few. I've seen him in Grown Ups where is it the joke that he he's he's married to an old woman <laughs> that doesn't deserve yeah. that deserve an Oscar. I've seen him in Big Daddy where he plays I can't remember some racist stereotype. Bloody hell! Let me. Think. I, I want to tell you one more thing is that I know you've seen this one. Oh, you know I've seen this one. He's not in Happy Gilmore, I don't remember. I don't think he's in Wedding Singer either, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say it. I'm going to say it's it's this one that we've just watched, uh, 51st Days. It is. Yeah! Heartfelt. So this user thought that Schneider should get a uh, Oscar for... His slightly farcical role <laughs> as Ula. But in what aspect of that was a good performance? Like there was nothing. No. The characterizations, delivery of lines, character, personality, script, every aspect of his character wasn't good. It was crazy. This person lost their mind. Right. This is the final film. Okay. Okay. So this one, I've got four quotes for it. Bloody so you've hell. got an extra chance here. This is a good one. I like this opening. This is another one that's going to be hard to uh, hard to take seriously. People seem to be reviewing this as if it is supposed to be an Academy Award winning drama. It's not! <laughs> it does what it says on the tin. A great, simple, idiotic, humoured movie the way Sander did in the old days. Right. Sander. You... Not Sandler. I have a feeling... Is it Uncut Gems? It's not Uncut Gems. I'm sorry. <sighs> I was really sure that you'd throw that in. Good quote though, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked the sand a bit. That was good. And it's not being capital letters was good. Um, okay, so quote two for this film. There I sat in stone cold silence, not completely watching, but observing one of the most desperate comedies of the year. Uh, and people thought it was a drama when it's not. Meyerowitz story. I'm afraid not. Ah! Okay, I think this one might help you a bit more. Um, this is the third quote. The jokes concern nude men, homosexual men, brainless women, sex, bodily functions over and over again, and more of the same repeatedly. No story, no acting, no thought, no point. He doesn't mince his words, does he? I mean, this is... That's all of Adam Sandler's films. <laughs> no thought. Just offensive to everyone. Oh, Jack and Jill? It's not Jack and Jill. Oh, fuck, right. I think, we, one, I think we clarified that there wasn't any um, homosexual men in Jack and Jill. Remember, I had, I had gay jokes on my... Sand yeah, scale. that's that's true. That's true. Um, so God, this is naked, the final naked, one. Like naked people as well, they said, right? Nude men. Nude homosexual men, men. Homosexuality, right. I'm not sure if that's factually accurate for that film, but that's how oh, this okay. guy saw it. Final quote. It has some solid actors in it too, which is a shame, because it seems to me that if they cared about their careers at all, they should have been able to read the script and see that it would not work. Solid actors. Solid actors. <laughs> None of them have a solid actors. They're talking about Jonathan Loughran, obviously. <laughs> oh, and they're 
crass about homosexuality and they have naked men, maybe, and people think of it as an Oscar winning drama. I think I think not. that the I think that guy's saying that people are being harsh in the reviews because they're right, treating they it expected, like it. Yeah. Right. Uh, grown ups. Grown ups grown- too. Ah, no! I'm gonna give you that though. I'll give you that because there's nothing in those quotes. Uh, give me that... a half. Give me a half point. Yeah, because I, sh- yeah. I was gonna go with grown ups too. I should have. So close. Too. So close. But yeah, homosexual Homosex- nude men. I don't think when it has. <laughs> I think there's a bit when they're all like naked when they jump off of a cliff. That's in the first one. Taylor Lautner. No, that's not. No, Taylor Lautner's in the second one. You're right. So right, that that was round two of the Sandler games, and you got one and a half points. Oh, that's no good, is it? Um, last week you did so well, you got seven. So to, I'll do the the Sandler games next week. Okay, well I look forward to it. Okay, nice. Cool. Well, that was that. I think that is the end of episode two, fifty first dates. Do you agree? I do agree. Hi, I'm Tom. Oh, right. So, I don't know why. That took me ages. I was like, oh my God, are you all right? Since recording the first episode, you've you've made some socials for our, our, our lovely podcast. So you can follow us on Instagram at The Sandler Pit. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Sandler Pit. And if you have any Adam Sandler themed questions, you can contact us at uh, thesandlerpit at gmail.com. Um, what are we going to do next week? Um, I can't remember. What what did we say? I think that we've got lined up Click because we're making our way through all the Now TV Adam oh, Sandler films and Click is the one that took your fancy, apparently. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it's always been one of those where I've always seen it like, oh, do you want to watch this? And I've always said no. And, I and think now you now do. Is the time, now's the time to watch Click. And I feel like maybe Click is will be all right. We'll see. I've seen it already. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll talk to you a bit more about it next week then, I guess. Thank you, Joe Tyrone, for making the music. Thanks to Luke Thomas for the artwork. Cheers. Thank you to Joe Nakashima for your work. Thank you, Joe Nakashima. Great. Okay, we'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Can I have that? I need something to wipe my ass with.